Well, good morning. Today is January 14th, 2019, and it is the very first Monday morning call titled Confident Coaches. So welcome uh, to those of you who uh, have kind of been hanging around my body of work. Welcome back. Uh, for those of you who are new, uh, welcome. I, I'm so excited that you decided to join us today. Uh, I, I'm seeing from the dashboard people are just kind of coming in. So uh, come on in. Maybe you've already got your coffee. I, for one, let me tell you, standing outside at the bus stop in seven-degree weather this morning has definitely woken me up and made me see the value of a second cup of coffee. So um, wherever you're calling from, I know some of you probably are not in cold weather, so if you could just kind of shoo that our way, I would I would really appreciate it. Uh, but for those of you who are in cold weather today, make sure you stay warm, okay? All right, so this is the first call for confident coaches. Uh, so really these calls are for people who are in a coaching role. So, for example, you may be in um, – uh, I know most of you are in the education field, so you may be coaching your uh, staff in some way, maybe a, an, a curriculum coach, a literacy coach, um, uh, some other form of coaching, right? Um, and some of you also might be outside of education where you're coaching to uh, help increase performance uh, and production in your workplace. And then some people I know are not necessarily in a coaching role. However, they are really trying to raise their leadership ability and, and be at the what we call level four leadership uh, where you're empowering other people. So you would use coaching practices to be a better leader. Okay, so why in the world would we have these calls? Well, there's several reasons. So the first is, as I've kind of gone through my own work, so my experience, and also my education. So for those of you who don't know me, uh, you'll, you'll learn a lot about me through these calls, I promise. One thing to note about me is that I'm currently writing my PhD dissertation, and it's really looking at uh, how does coaching affect the quality in a preschool classroom, okay? And as I've gone through and I've done my research, I, I've noticed that there's some holes in our current training. So, for example, um, you know, there's several different methods or frameworks or models for coaching, um, and there's just a few things that, that are missing from each one that I think we could definitely talk about or that are opportunities for growth. So, for example, many of these models, these trainings, teach you how to do coaching, right? So here are some things that you need to know to do coaching. And I really want to have that conversation about how do you be a coach in that you it's part of who you are, part of your identity, part of something you naturally do all the time. So you can be a coach at home, at work, at your place of worship, in your community, somewhere where you serve, right? So you're having the highest amount of impact, and it's not some checklist that you're trying to get done, okay? And then another reason for having these calls is really just to kind of create a community of support, um, so we're going to be building some things out here in the future, and, and I hope that you're going to see that this is really a place to plug in, to get ideas, uh, to get support, 
to maybe kind of just raise the level of your thought in regards to coaching. And, you know, one reason is because it's needed. (laughs) You know, one thing I notice is that so many coaches out in the field are on their own. For example, I'm working with somebody right now who um, is an excellent literacy coach in her school. And she has so many people that she's working with. And she also doesn't have anybody who's supporting her in her role. And so, you know, this these calls are really meant to be short, kind of uh, give you a good shot in the arm, you know, for the, for the rest of your week. So a good vitamin to kind of keep you going, uh, something to chew on throughout the week, as well as, you know, something that I, I hope will help you have conversations with other people in your field that might make greater impact, okay? So for those of you who um, might not be kind of new to these calls, what we do is really about 30 minutes of teaching, right? It's that meat and potatoes to chew on. Uh, I usually have some homework. Sometimes I have an announcement or two. Um, but really, one thing I would like to encourage all of you to do is look for announcements on social media. Uh, so you can find me on Facebook, um, Instagram, LinkedIn. Uh, you can either look up Grow by One or you can look up Michelle Burkhardt. Um, but that's really where announcements will come. So, for example, last week it was supposed to be our first call. Well, I had a little snafu. I won't go into it, but I realized pretty much at the last minute that we, we couldn't do the call. So I announced it on social media. Okay, so if something comes up like that, that's where I'll announce it. Also, uh, I hope some of you saw the announcement of the topic for today. So that's what we'll do too. Every week we'll announce what the topic is. So if you know that somebody in your sphere of influence might need that topic, just share that with them, okay? And then all of these calls are recorded. Uh, one way that we do that is just to, to serve you all. Um, so sometimes right after the call, somebody will email me at growby1, that's the number one, at gmail.com and request the recording. And usually I can do that pretty quickly. Um, and then another thing that we do is when it's recorded, we will upload it into the Grow by One University. Um, so you can find that at www.growbyone.com, and at the top, it'll have a a little thing that says GB1U. Uh, If you haven't seen it, you can go in and get like a seven-day free trial if you'd like. Um, But we put all of these in there so that it's easier for you to find later, okay? So those are kind of the ins and outs of how these calls work. Now, today, I'm going to start on a two-part teaching. So one thing I've noticed as I've worked with dozens of coaching clients across the business and education fields is that there are some people who are successful despite their circumstances and others who just seem to kind of get stuck and never move forward. Have you ever noticed this about people you work with? And that got me thinking about how can we make sure that that we as coaches and um, our clients or customers or however you refer to them are moving forward and not getting stuck? Well, the first thing we need to do is talk about awareness, how important that is to to the growth and change process. 
So today and then next week on Monday, we're going to talk about the seven levels of awareness. So how to identify where you are, where your client is, and how to get you and them to go to the next level. You can also, of course, apply this to anybody, okay? So uh, I would highly recommend that you, first of all, start with yourself, and then maybe try to understand somebody that you live with or somebody that you work with, right? Now, I do have to say that I don't have enough time to go in huge depth here, uh, but if you would like more, um, of course, email me and let me know, and, and I can make sure I, I include, you know, especially if you have a, a comment or feedback or question, email me, because I'm going to circle back around next Monday. And so if I share something today and you're like, ooh, I wanted to know more about that, just let me know, and I'll add that onto the call next week, okay? All right. Also, if you would like, I have done a two-hour teaching on this topic that goes so much further in depth. If that's something that you're interested in, email me at growbyone at gmail.com and say, in the subject line, say, seven levels of awareness. I'll know what that means, and I can send you the link for that call. Okay? All right, cool. So let's get into it. So there are seven levels. Uh I'm going to give you the headings for each one, so you have all seven, and then I'm going to start to tell you about them. Um, I only have about 20 minutes left, so I'm not exactly sure how many levels I'm going to get through today. Uh kind of depends on where my thoughts go. Uh, however, I want to make sure that you have all seven. So there's a couple different ways that you might want to do this when you take notes. So you could write down all seven, and then just kind of go back in and, you know, piecemeal them out as we go through four notes. Um, You could just write one at a time. Um, Totally up to you. Uh, The only thing I would suggest is if you write all seven that you leave, you know, a good bit of space to take down notes for each one. Okay? All right, so here are the seven. Number one is called animal awareness. Animal, like dogs, cats, animal. Number two is called mass conscious. So mass is in like really big, you know, M-A-S-S. And then conscious is spelled C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S. So mass conscious. Number three is called aspiration. So I aspire to something, aspiration. Number four is individual. Number five is discipline. Number six is experience. And finally, number seven is mastery. Okay? All right. So a couple things to think about as we go through. So we are really talking about, you know, any at any time you so, – so remember, we want to focus on you first before you ever try to understand other people. 
at any given time, you can be on any one of these levels, okay? We're trying to understand which one are you the most of the time, okay? Um, so you also may be at a higher level of awareness in one area of your life and a lower one in another area, okay? So we're really trying to just become more aware. So um, there's tons of different little tips that, that I can share with you um, to kind of check in and see where your awareness is. But really what we're trying to do is by raising your awareness in general, we can raise your potential, okay? So again, understand yourself first before you go towards somebody else, okay? So the first level is called animal awareness. So this is really where life happens to you, not because of you. So if you think about it, it's like a victim mentality, right? Um, a person at this level of awareness says that nothing is ever their fault, right? Um, they are never going to take responsibility. Um, they're really focused on themselves. So they're focused on I and me, never we. And their individual needs really drive their actions. What I want right now is what I'm going to act on. Okay, um, and they have uh, typically a scarcity mindset. So that means that they are fierce competitors. So they see that there is um, limited resources no matter where you go. So if they, um, you know, I think about this all the time. Um, if they go to an event, they have to be the first ones in line because they're going to miss out if they're not, right? If they go to a potluck, um, or a picnic or something. they got to be first in line because the food might go away, right? Um, I typically think of my daughter Hannah in this regard because nothing is ever her fault. She does not see that there is a connection between something that she does and a consequence or result that comes her way. So she's constantly blaming somebody else. Do you know people like this? Do you live with people like this? Are you trying to coach people like this, where you come in and you say, hey, you know, we, we really need to talk about this one thing, and they give you all the excuses in the book about why they can't do that, okay? So let me give you a couple tips. Now, the first tip, and this is more generalized, okay, so not necessarily in your role as a coach or leader, but in general, when we meet people like this, we want to avoid them at all costs. They can suck the energy out of you like none other. If you're not careful, they will pull you down to their level. And, of course, they don't mean this because they aren't even aware of you, right? So the there are two things that I, I try to share with people. The first is save your breath. So if you're in, let's say, a relationship, maybe this is somebody that you live with, it's kind of like asking yourself, is this the hill that I want to die on? Do I really want to make this my battle, right? When you are working with somebody as a coaching client, however, 
you know, you're, you need to come in. You need to have this uh, relationship with them, right? Understand that people at a level one awareness are not going to change until they're ready. So you coming in and trying to make them change is just a waste of your breath. And so what you could do is just remember this person, for whatever reason, um, they're just going to need to talk about themselves. And you let them do that. And it's going to seem very hard to not say, well, you know, you could fix that. Again, they're not going to change until they're ready to change. So save your breath, ask them questions, get them talking about themselves. Hopefully over time, they'll become a little bit more aware and say, hmm, okay, maybe we're, we're making a connection, we're building a relationship, I trust you now, and maybe I can move on to the next level. At the very least, the next tip is for you, remind yourself of their awareness level. Um, people at, at a lower level of awareness are not trying to be jerks. That's just where they're at right now. Okay? So remind yourself, okay, they're, they're at a level one. I get it. And do the best you can. Okay? Now, level two is mass conscious awareness. So this is like... Uh, think groupthink, right? Habits, traditions, expectations, uh, the idea that everybody's doing it so it can't be wrong, right? What's the crowd doing? Uh, people at this level really copy or recreate things. So they see that somebody else is, you know, wearing the newest clothes, so let's do that. Um, somebody else maybe in the classroom is, is trying out this one thing, so let's do that too. They really don't come up with any creative or original ideas. So when you're working with them in this coaching relationship, they're the people who um, want to know, well, just tell me what's expected of me. Just tell me what to do. And so with these folks, what I like to do is give them suggestions, multiple suggestions, and then I, I like to watch them kind of squirm a little bit. Um, they're used to following the crowd, and so if you tell them one thing to do, yeah, sure, they're going to go and do that. So your job as a coach, you know, is not to come in and to tell them what to do. It's to help them learn to think. Okay, so the danger here is coming in and telling somebody what to do, and, of course, you know, that's going to look good, right? I came in, I coached them, they did this, and, ooh, look, Right? When in reality, you want to give them a few different options for things and have them choose one. Because it's not only going to help get the result that you, you want and, and need to show, you know, the people that are work, you're working for, but it's also going to help your coaching client to begin to think for themselves. Okay? Um, because they're very rules-focused, you want to kind of bring them out of that a little bit. Okay. These are also the folks who, when you come in to work with them, will say things like, yeah, but we've always done it this way before. Okay. Depending on your relationship, your connection with them, the same tips are true as for level one. So, you know, the, the avoidance, and this is really maybe not, again, in that workplace, but in, in reality in your life. So, do you have a, a friend or a family member 
maybe, who is at a level one or two awareness. Um, I can think of one person in my family. You know, we just came off the holidays, so we're around a lot of family maybe we don't normally uh, spend time with. And um, this person actually told me, you know, I don't know why you're wasting your time going back to school to get your Ph.D., Nobody in our family has their Ph.D. Nobody in our family has their master's. Why is that even important? So two things occurred. Number one, I immediately said in my mind, ah, yes, level two awareness. And then I went to my bag of tricks on the, the tips for level two awareness, and I said, okay, I can't avoid them. They're right here in my, in my face. Um, I'm not going to argue. I'm going to save my breath. So really I just said, well, you know, that that's just something that I, I feel like I need to do. Uh, and then I changed the topic. Okay? So what in your, your general life, if you can avoid people like that, it's probably better. Um, however, when they're your coaching clients, it's a little bit different, isn't it? So, again, just remind yourself of their awareness level. Be there with them. Your job is really going to be to build that relationship and connection. Also give them alternatives to what they think are the answer. Okay? And level three is called aspiration. Okay? So they aspire to do something. Um, people at this level typically have lots of, of dreams and thoughts and desires, but do nothing about it. Okay? Um, nothing ever happens because they never kind of get off the couch to make it happen. So people at level three still believe that life happens to them. They never believe that life happens for them, like good things will come to them, right, or because of them. So they they have this general understanding that the the so-called rat race is not for them, right? Or or you might hear them talking about, you know, oh, big brother, you know, or, you know, um, they just have this idea of, like, the, the normal thing in life is not what I want, okay? But yet they're not really willing to do the work that it takes for more. They begin to feel the desire to want more, because that's how we're created, right? So they're a little more aware in that regard. They just don't know how to make it happen. So some things that you'll hear them say are, well, someday, or in a perfect world, or when I have more time, money, resources, when I win the lottery, right? Um, they have lots of great intentions, but they lack intentionality. Okay, so they have dreams, but they don't know what to do with that. Or they're always thinking, you know, yeah, I'd love to go back to school, but, and they list all these thoughts. And they, they don't see that there are options that they can, you know, take part in to actually overcome those hurdles. And a lot of people at this level are doing what I call getting ready to get ready. Right? They, they have a plan and they're like, okay, we're going to do this. Uh, I just got to do a little more research first. Or, ooh, I just got to talk to so-and-so first. 
or, you know, maybe they talk about going back to school, but they're like, oh, now i got to get on social media and ask everybody I know which school to, is the best school to go to. And then all of a sudden, you know, what do you, what do you think happens when you do that? I mean, you get a dozen different opinions, right? And then that person is so confused because they didn't get the answer that they were looking for, okay? And then they use that as an excuse for, well, I just don't know where to go, right? So people at this level who are your coaching clients, you might come in and you're like, okay, let's do this, right? But then, you know, they can come up with all these ideas and thoughts and they just don't do anything. And I think this is one of the most frustrating levels when you're coaching somebody because they do have great ideas. And many times their ideas are even better than, you know, your own. But it's the how do you get them to move and do it part, right? You know, it's it's funny, and I'm, I'm not going to go down a, a political route here or anything, but I was watching the news this morning, and um, so currently we're in this uh, quote-unquote government shutdown, right? And so they were showing that um, a lot of TSA agents has decided not to show up for work. And, you know, talking about how, you know, the impact of that. And and, and I got to tell you, the first thing I thought of was, good for you. <laughs> good for you. You didn't show up because you're not getting paid. You know your value. And you say, hey, I'm not going to do this for no work, right? And then, you know, one of the concerns the reporter was talking about was, what's going to happen if all of these people go and look for another job? And then when the government starts up again, then, you know, we won't have workers. And I thought, that's actually a really good thing because that means these folks are going to say, you know what, I'm not dependent on the government for my job. I am in charge of my destiny. Let me go do this. So they're moving from level three to level four awareness. And what's really cool about that is, number one, you know, those people are going to go on to something bigger and better. And, hey, if you end up with job openings, that's okay because somebody else can step into that, right? Like every concern is actually an opportunity. Anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> but that just really hit me this morning. Um, it doesn't have to be kind of a, an end-the-world kind of thing, right? Um, so – as we're, we're kind of moving on, I, I do have to say that level four, and I'm going to start here next week because this is where a, a lot of really, uh, as one of my mentors would say, juicy bits are, um, the individual level. This is really that hinge level for success. Once you get up to level four and you truly understand what's happening at level four awareness, unless something major happens and you forget who you are, you do not go back to levels one, two, and three. Okay? So for yourself, if you say, well, Michelle, you know, one, two, and three, maybe I see little bits and pieces of myself throughout that, or or maybe I've seen myself in my own uh, life journey definitely being in, in those places, but that's not really where I'm at. We have three more or four more levels to go through, okay? Now, as we're thinking about homework for this week, one thing that I might suggest to you is really just to go through 
and try to see for each one of your coaching clients or even people just in your life in general, try to see who is at level one, two, and three. Now, this is not a judgmental thing in any way. This is for understanding. This is really just to make you more aware of those levels out there. Um, You may want to keep just a list and say, you know, oh, Susie over here I think is really at a level two. Um, What could I do to help her go to a level three? Okay. Just begin noticing, uh, identifying to the best of your ability. Some of you just guess, right? And then ask yourself the question, what can I do to help them grow to the next level? Now, you may not even, you know, be aware of that answer, but that's okay. Just keep asking the question. All right? Okay, so uh, I just so thank you for for being here on this call. Uh, For some of you, I know it was a, a real sacrifice to make this happen. Um, and I hope that you come back again next week, especially to finish up this this topic. I promise you next week is going to be jam-packed with excellent stuff, okay? Um, so as we're kind of transitioning out, for those of you who are not uh, aware of this, I usually have kind of a, uh, a final saying to kind of wrap everything up. Um, first of all, for sure, you can email me at growbyone at gmail.com. Um, for any questions or thoughts or feedback or um, if you'd like that seven levels of awareness link, I can send that to you as well, okay? All right, so I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, powerfully productive, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing week, and we'll see you back here on Monday. Bye-bye. All right, well, welcome to the Monday Morning Confident Coaches Call. Um, I know we have people calling in from all over. Um, today on this Martin Luther King Day, it is cold where I am. Um, it is, I think, the actual temperature is somewhere between minus 7 and minus 10 with the wind chill of, you know, about minus 15. So once you get that cold, it's just cold, right? <laughs> So uh, wherever you are, I hope that you are having a wonderful morning, whether you, you get to go out or you're staying at home today in front of a fire. So today we're continuing with our two-part teaching that we started last week on awareness. Um, so first of all, before I kind of jump into that, I did have some people ask me about um, how they might receive a certificate for these calls. So I thought about that, and I think the easiest way would be if you would keep track of the calls that you listen to, and when you get four calls in, so let's say, you know, for the for one month, right, there's four weeks, there's four calls, keep track of the title of the call, um, the date of the call, and then three things that you learn from each call, Okay. Um, and then just send that to me in an email. 
when you have at least four of them down, then I can send you a certificate for two hours of training. Okay? So if you don't need a certificate, no big deal, but I just thought that would be a good thing for people who, um, you know, may need that. So last week we talked about uh, levels one through three of awareness and how people at the lower levels of awareness are, are not being jerks, but they just don't know any better, right? They're operating under different conditioning in their minds. So uh, Sarah emailed me this week and asked me why some people are at a lower level of awareness. Well, first of all, thank you, Sarah, for your question. I really appreciate that. Um, this can really happen for several reasons. So some people have what I call a general or generational victim mentality, right? They've grown up in an environment that kind of, um, you know, just replicates the victim mentality. Um, maybe they have a lot of drama in their life, right? Um, I'm, I'm growing more and more to understand that people with drama just don't have enough to do. <laughs> so it could be that, right? Um, or it could be somebody who uh, is suffering pain or loss or grief or fear um, for, for many different reasons, right? You think about all of the, the weird kind of crazy life situations that you might find yourself in, and, you know, it's, some of them are pretty difficult. You know, I, I think about how people act and react when they, they're losing a loved one, right? You, you might be at a lower level of awareness during that point. Um, some people just have not seen a different model, a different way to live, or maybe they experienced a large failure that really keeps them from trying. Um, I have a, a client right now that um, she started a, a home-based business, you know, about 15 years ago, um, and it failed, and so she went and got a, a job, and she'd love to start her own business, um, but that fear is really keeping her from growing, okay? Um, but regardless of why, the point is that they just aren't aware. So we might still be in charge of helping them grow in our, our coaching or our leadership positions, so trying to find out what the cause of the lower awareness is before addressing the change that you want might be the ideal place to start. However, you know, you might not even get to that point. For example, nobody's going to tell you, oh, yes, I came from a, a family where I grew up and, and everybody had a victim mentality, right? <laughs> so you could try to figure out why. Um, but the very first thing I always say is when in doubt, focus on building a positive relationship, okay? So if that person is not aware enough to move and grow, your focus can be on building the relationship so you're ready when they're ready. And through that relationship, you might catch clues as to what is keeping them at this lower level of awareness. I hope that helps. So last time we covered those first three levels, we're going to start at level four today. Um, if you did not get the, the 
if you weren't on the call last week, just, just email me. I can send you the recording, okay? All right, so level four, remember, is the individual level of awareness. So I'm going to kind of hang out here in this one for a little bit because, in my opinion, this is the level where things begin to really change. So I call it um, a hinge level for success. It's the most difficult. It's the most important and probably the one that takes the longest to grow through, okay? However, once you reach it and you kind of win this level, you can't go back unless, unless you forget. So, for example, um, once you, you've uh, really grown through this level, let's say you've got something, you know, that's a major upheaval in your life and and you know, there's just a lot of growth and change happening at one time, you may forget what you've learned at this level. However, when you're soon reminded, you can quickly come back to it, okay? This level is where you are aware of your uniqueness, okay? Now, I'm not necessarily saying your specialness in the the regards of, you know, everybody is special, right? Um the more that I learn and grow, the more I realize that that's not really true, and that's just a way to kind of create the separateness between people. But we do have a uniqueness. So I'm talking about your skills, your abilities, your passions, um, the things that are really important to you, the things that you love to learn about, all of those um, together make up your uniqueness. Okay, so you learn what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, um, what kind of work should you be doing, who do you want to help, right? At this level, you're no longer willing to settle for less. Remember those first three levels really were, were settling for less. Even though you said you wanted more, um, you didn't really do anything about it, Okay. And it, the reason why this level is the hardest is because you got to learn, you got to grow, you got to change, you got to start taking risks, you got to actually get out there and do something. Okay. So, for example, um, you know, we've talked to, throughout this about the example of, of going back to school, right? Um, you know, at level three, you're, you wanted to go back to school, but you don't really do it. Well, at level four, you're, you're going back. Um, and you might be, let's say, taking some general courses, trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to do, who do I want to help, right? So that's all a part of this. Um, really at this individual awareness level, you're becoming more fully you, who you were created to be. Um, so you are, you are looking at other people, too, as... They have their own uniqueness. They have their own potential, right? So it's not just about seeing you. It's also about seeing others. And you begin to really enjoy helping or challenging or empowering other people because you've learned that, you know, those are, are great things. I mean, think about levels one, two, and three. You don't want to be challenged. You, you don't really want to be empowered. Okay, 
um, you just see a lot of fear at those levels. And so as you grow through level four, you're going to sense this feeling of like, I really want other people to feel this as well. You know, I, I've heard from several of you that um, you're, you're actually inviting people onto these calls, or I know I can envision right now two groups of people. I know that if, you, if you're not canceled because of the weather, um, I know that you're sitting in your offices with your little group of, uh, of coaches and, um, you know, listening to this call together. And I just applaud you for that because you're not only looking at it for yourself, but you're saying, oh, come on, this is so important. We can do this together. Okay, you, you don't do that at level one, two, and three awareness. Okay. Now, there are some warnings I'd like to kind of make you aware of at level four. And this is, again, why it takes so long to get through this level, okay? So, first of all, you will fail. I, I actually want you to write that down. If you're taking notes today, I want you to write down at level four that you will fail, an underlying will. I like to tell people this because it surprises them. And sometimes you look at that failure and you say, oh, my gosh, see, I shouldn't be doing this. This is not evidence that you shouldn't be doing this. This is actually evidence that you're on the right track. You will fail, and that's the point, okay? The point is to fail and learn because we actually learn more from failing. Okay, so um, I actually get really concerned about clients that I work with when I ask them this question. When was the last time you did something for the first time? And their answer is, I don't know, or 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. I get really concerned because that tells me that they're not trying anything new, which means they're not actually learning anything. Okay. Another warning is, um, you know, we want to be emotionally attached to our participation in something, not the result. So typically what happens is, um, you know, when I'm working with somebody and they're working towards a goal, um, let's say right now because it's January, there's a lot of, lot of people on my list who have these big goals for building their business. And they're looking at, you know, how much money do I want to make this year? Now, you know, I'm not saying that that's not important. However, think about how emotionally attached you're going to get to that number, okay? Um, and I, I'm speaking from experience. This happened to me several years ago. Um, I was tracking how much I was making, um, and it was like the only thing I was tracking. And I got so worked up about that number that I was having all of this, like, negative energy in me, and um, I would get really upset if I would, you know, not make a sale, right? Um, I'd get really happy if somebody paid me a small amount of money because I know that that would kind of get added to the pot. Okay, that's fine, but I wasn't really thinking about what are the things that I do to help me make money, Okay, the things I should participate in. So 
this is really a cause and effect kind of thing. Are you emotionally attached to the causes or to the effects? So, for example, if I know, you know, having um, five networking meetings and two sales calls a week is going to, you know, at least get me some money, right, then what am I in charge of? Well, I'm in charge of those networking events and the sales calls, right? But I'm not in charge of the other person saying yes or no. You see what I'm saying? So, you know, think about the goals that you have for yourself. Are you focusing on the cause or the effect? This is something, too, that when you're working with your coaching clients that you can easily kind of pinpoint. You know, just try maybe in your conversations this week to figure out, you know, are they focusing on the cause or the effect? All right. And then, you know, maybe some of you have heard of this analogy of the, the pot of crabs. Um, I really want to share this with you. It's a great analogy because at level four, you know, even at level one, two, and three, you kind of have people in your life who, who are supporting you and encouraging you and, and, and lifting you up, Right. And, and they say that they want the best for you. And then what happens is at level four, when you begin to go out and make those changes, all of a sudden, the things that they say might change a little bit, right? So, for example, um, if you're going back to school, you know, at level three, especially when you're talking about it all the time, you've got people in your life who say, yeah, 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 go back, go do it. Yeah, that'd be great, you know. And then when you do it and it starts to affect maybe, you know, your your schedule, maybe you don't spend as much time with your family or your friends, or it affects your budget, you know, oh, we don't have money for that trip now because we're paying for school, right? You got somebody in your life who is like, whoa, wait a minute, now you're, you know, impeding on my life, right? So this is like the pot of crabs where if you had um, a bunch of crabs that you were trying to cook for dinner and you put them in a pot and you were boiling the water, um, now, they're alive. Um, so what happens is you got the, the crabs on the bottom of the pot. One crab actually steps on top of another in order to get out of the pot, right? So that would be you trying to climb through these levels of awareness, trying to do something different. And then what happens is the other crabs pull that one down so that they can step on top so that they can get out. And there's this constant pulling of the crabs down out of the, the top of the pot, but yet nobody ever gets out. And so at level four, you will have people who will do this. They say they want you to go out and be successful, but the things that they say and do after you try tell you something different, okay? I just want you to be aware because, you know, I know that this is happening to some of you out there, um, and I also know that this is happening to some of your clients. I mean, think about it. The, the Let's say in the education world, you've got a teacher who really wants to make a change, um, but she's got staff in her classroom who are pulling her down, right? You've got to understand that this is going to happen. And don't be surprised by it. Say, oh, yeah, that's right, Michelle told me this would happen. Okay? 
you know, Abraham Maslow said that we either push forward into greatness or we fall backward into obscurity. Level four is really where you figure out that many people, habits, and beliefs are not going to make the journey with you. There are people that I used to be extremely close to several years ago that I can no longer spend that amount of time with. It's because they do not give me um, positive energy, okay? I, I actually leave them feeling worse, okay? There are habits that I've had to do away with and some that I've had to cultivate new in order to achieve what I say that I want. Okay? There are beliefs that I'm constantly questioning um, so that I can grow. Okay? I just don't want you to be surprised by this. Do you see why level four takes a really long time to get through? Yeah, there's a lot of mental work that happens there. Now, level five, I know this isn't everybody's best, most favorite word, but level five is the discipline level. Um, and honestly, I love this level, uh, but this is the ability to give yourself a command and follow through. Okay, sounds pretty simple, right? Um, you know, maybe not so simple. Uh, so, for example, if you're, you've never worked from home before and all of a sudden you, you do, um, you know, th there's, there's a few things that you, you're not aware of to start off, like, you know, you sit down to, to maybe, you know, write a, a an outline for something and all of a sudden you remember, oh, no, uh, the clothes need to be switched or uh, the dishes need to be done or, oh, the mailman came or, you know, there's all these distractions. Well, level five awareness is really helping you understand, you know, you've got to say, I'm going to do this and actually do it. And it's also the ability to make the conditions and circumstances work for you, okay? So rather than looking at it from that victim mentality, you're like, hey, okay, I can work with this, right? Um, it's also a, a nickname that I use for it is the bob and weave principle, where you, uh, you know, stuff is coming at you and you're like, okay, all right, yeah, hey, I'm, I'm good with that. Like you might have the perfect day all set out and then all of a sudden one of your kids gets sick or, you know, your car doesn't start or something happens and you're like, okay, all right, I, I can handle this too, okay? You're really concerned with what and why but not necessarily how. So, for example, um, you know, in this going back to school thing, you want to know what will you be studying and why? What is the reason to do this? What are you going to do when you're done, right? But you're not as concerned with the how. You know, like, you know, some people I know when I was going to college, they had like, okay, this semester I'm going to take all these classes and this semester I'm going to take these classes, and right? And that's the how. Um, and, and it really makes it hard to do the bobbing and weaving thing when you're so committed to that how, right? So there could be a million different hows, but really there's only one what or why, okay? 
um, this is, you know, what I call be responsible for your freedom, where you realize you have complete freedom to do what you want and to pick, you know, the way that you want to do it, and you're responsible for that, okay? So it all lies on you. You can't wait for somebody else to do that for you. And, and whatever it is that you're doing, you, you do it regardless of your feelings. You know, it's, it's Monday morning. Uh, there's a lot of people, especially if you jump on Facebook, my goodness, you know, you, you think that everybody was, you know, in this, like, oh, ho-hum, depressed feeling on Monday mornings. Well, when you get to a level five awareness, especially with your work, you realize, like, Oh man, I, I can I can get up and maybe I might feel like that, but I'm gonna go do it anyway. Okay, does that make sense? Because at those lower levels of awareness, what usually occurs is that you know on a Monday morning and maybe you have this a, a staff member calls and and they're always sick on a Monday morning, right? Or you know something might occur with an argument between staff or something, and you know that the next day they're going to call in sick, right? Because they're going based on their feelings rather than being disciplined, okay? I truly believe that the universe conspires for our highest good when we choose to be responsible with what we already have, okay? I I think that that is a lawful principle. And We're actually going to talk a little bit more about that next week. Level six. um, This is the experience level. So, honestly, I love this level because it's your reward for failing often. (laughs) You get experience. (coughs) You get to um, do what I call cultivate confidence versus be good at something. Okay? Um, a lot of people will look at, you know, somebody uh, and say, oh, wow, they're, they're, uh, they're a great leader, right? When in reality, they're a leader who has learned over time many things, right? But they have cultivated confidence as they've been doing those things. And maybe a situation or circumstance comes their way, and they might not know how to handle that. But because they have confidence from experience, they can figure it out as they go, okay? So, again, you don't need to know the how. You just need to know that there is a way and you can find a way, okay? At this level of awareness, you you think about other people's needs, okay? And and not so much where some of the other ones were, what do other people around me think? It's, no, I see the needs of other people, and I feel it's my job to, you know, help them along on their journey. You also search out other successful people because you realize that other people who are beyond you in, in your growth actually help you grow. So you want a mentor, you want a, a coach, a guide, right? And with the more experience you have comes the more reality that, oh, I need to continuously grow. And so, therefore, you need other people to help you with that, okay? And then level seven is mastery, mastery. 
um, this is where you're able to uh, respond to something rather than react. So react is really looking at something happens and you have that immediate reaction, like a reflex, right? Um, it's based on whatever past conditioning is in your mind, and it's usually your your habit, right? Um, so, like, maybe your child spills water on the floor and you have a reaction, right? Whereas responding is the ability to choose how you react. So the more experience you have in life, the more that you are uh, aware that you get to choose how you react. Okay, and guys, this is true in everything. You don't have to react any certain way unless you choose to. Okay. Um, also at this level, you look at things that maybe previously you had labeled negative, right? And you just say, hmm, well, isn't that interesting? <laughs> so let me just share an example. Uh, this past week, my son and I, we had some, some icy roads and we ended up, uh, we were driving somewhere. And the car slipped on the ice, went off the road. We were going 40 miles an hour. We hit a tree. Thankfully, I, I swerved it a little, so we didn't hit head on. Yes, we're all okay. Car's going to be okay. Everything's okay. Um, but this is how I knew that I was more at the level seven awareness is that when I, you know, stopped and, uh, of course, I did the mom seatbelt thing, right, put your arm out in front of them, um, and, you know, knew that we were okay and, you know, it was like, okay, I took a deep breath and I said, well, this is interesting. This definitely is going to change our plans for the evening. And then we went into problem-solving mode, right, responding. Whereas before, I would have been totally freaked out, right? Also, this week, I was at a meeting and um, somebody was just having a behavior that before I would have just been so blown away by. And I just kind of looked at this guy, and I was in my head, notice in my head, I said, wow, hmm, isn't that interesting? I wonder what's making him act that way. Okay? You see the difference between this level and the other levels? Yeah, so at Mastery, you know, you've taken risk after risk after risk. Now you're getting the reward for it because you're thinking differently. Okay? At this level, there's a, a principle that I think is um, really important to understand. Ralph Waldo Emerson once said, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So at level seven awareness, you have grown through this idea of, you know, learning through, oh, oh my goodness, I, I, I see that I'm getting this result and I can change that. Now you're actually being causative, where you say, what do I want to do? How am I going to do it? So, for example, one of my overarching goals is to change the face of education to have more of an empowerment philosophy at all levels. I'm not waiting to figure out what position I'm going to find myself in to eventually be able to do that. I'm growing through these levels of awareness 
to be able to say, you know what, one thing I could do is offer a phone call every week, right? See the difference? All right, so I'm going to quickly um, give a summary, and then I'm going to conclude. I might go over a couple minutes. If you need to leave, just fine. You know, you can request the recording. All right, so level one awareness is that animal level, and it's not my fault, okay? Level two is mass conscious awareness, and that's all about habit. Level three is aspiration. You want to do something, but nothing ever changes. Level four is individual, and it's all about your uniqueness. Level five is discipline. Just do it. Level six is experience. And this is about keep risking and trying. And level seven is mastery. And you get reward for taking all of those risks. All right? So let me give you some homework. So think about the different areas of your life and whatever that is to you, totally dependent. You, you pick, up, pick out the areas. What level of awareness are you at? Okay, so if you had to say one through seven, what, what, what would it be? So in the interest of transparency here, I'm going to tell you that uh, I am very high in the areas of work and, and building my business. I'd say probably a level six. And e even in my significant love relationship, so with my husband and with my children, a five or a six, okay? Um, I'm growing in my financial literacy, which I would say is a five. I'm being very disciplined in that. However, I'm, I'm kind of struggling a little bit in my physical health for many different areas. And I gotta be honest, I'm probably at a three. And I'm, I'm just coming out of a lower patch with my personal development. I've been pouring into a lot of other people lately. And I'd say I'm probably at like a four to a five. Okay? So it's really unrealistic to think that you're gonna be high in every area. But it's important to assess each one, especially if you're in charge of helping other people grow, okay? All right, so next week, we're going to start a two-part series of uh, talking about the lawful process, so an actual you-can-follow-this-method process for making dreams become a reality. So it's going to be more about how you think and how your clients think. And I got to tell you, it's pretty simple. And once you know the quote-unquote secret, um, your life is going to be forever changed. Okay? So it's definitely something you're going to want to tune into. All right. So I am holding an image of you being intentionally influential, amazingly aware, persistently present, and confidently coaching the people in your personal and professional life. So with that, I release you into the wild. Um, if you need to contact me for any reason, you can email me at growby1 at gmail.com. Um, I look forward to hearing from you. Have an amazing week, and for those of you near me, stay warm. All right. Bye-bye.